Let's run you through exactly what City are alleged to have done. The charges range from problems with financial information up until 2018 to failing to cooperate with a Premier League investigation up to this current season. Now, the Premier League detail 50 rule breaches between 2009 and 2018 around the accuracy of City's financial reporting. Premier League rules require clubs to report in the utmost good faith accurate information that gives a true and fair view of the club's financial position, in particular with respect to its revenue. Now, there are eight breaches of rules around manager remuneration. City allegedly broke the rules eight times between 2009 and 2013. Manchester City manager for that period was Roberto Mancini, who led them to their first Premier League title. Now, players are involved as well, with City alleged to have broken rules 12 times between 2010 and 2016 on player remuneration. Now, the Premier League also requires its clubs to comply with UEFA's regulations, including club licensing and financial fair play regulations. City allegedly breached those rules five times between 2013 and 2018. Now, the list continues with the Premier League detailing 25 rule breaks around profitability and sustainability between 2015 and 2018. And the final breaches relate to the Premier League's investigation into City's finances since 2018. Now, the league requires clubs to cooperate and assist with investigations, including by providing documents and information in the utmost good faith. City allegedly breached those rules 30 times. Right, as I said, Kavya Solokol is with me in the studio to talk us through this. So, look, Kavya, I guess, how did this all come about? Well, look, it started uh, incredibly with a young Portuguese hacker uh, called Rui Pinto, mm. who was hacking into the emails of football clubs around Europe and also uh, some of the major agents. And he gave his hack material to a German magazine called Der Spiegel. Uh, and five years ago, uh, they published a story, an investigation called Football Leaks. Uh, and in this story, they alleged that Manchester City, amongst other clubs, had been breaking financial fair play rules, mm. UEFA's rules and also the Premier League's rules uh, by overstating their sponsorship income. They also alleged that, for instance, Roberto Mancini had a secret contract. Uh, effectively, he was getting paid twice, once by Manchester City, also once by a club in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and he wasn't doing any work for that club in Abu Dhabi. They also uh, seemed to uh, allege that Manchester City had been making illegal approaches to young players. Now, once this story came out, there was a huge outcry, outcry. People demanded that UEFA should do something about it. Mm -hmm. UEFA started their own investigation. And then, of course, people said, well, UEFA are investigating. The Premier League needs to investigate this as well. And that is exactly what the Premier League did. They started their investigation. The investigation has lasted for four years. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Manchester City were uh, found guilty by UEFA. They were banned from European competition for two years. They went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. They had that ban overturned. All the while, the Premier League investigation has been going on. A lot of people have been saying, why is it taking so long? Mm. Are they trying to sweep this under the carpet? Well, we all got our answer this morning because the Premier League have come out with this extraordinary uh, statement. This is truly unprecedented. Mm. Manchester City are the most successful Premier League club of recent times. And the Premier League uh, are... Uh, alleging that they have in fact been systematically 
breaking their rules uh, over a 15 year period. Not just the financial rules, but also failing to cooperate with the Premier League investigation. So now there's an independent commission looking into this. So kind of, I mean, it was a shock to us all today. So when are we likely to hear more and, and how does this develop? I mean, it's really difficult to answer that question because okay. if you look at the Premier League website, it says that there will be an independent commission, but this independent commission, uh, the work it does will be confidential. It will be done in private. And the first anyone will hear of what the decision is is when it will be published on the Premier League website. What we've seen, of course, in the past, when there is an independent commission, is uh, the accused party, Manchester City in this case, are going to defend themselves vigorously, as you've seen from the statement they've mm. released in the past hour as well. Uh, they deny all the charges. In the past, for instance, when they were at the Court of Arbitration for Sport, they had some of the best lawyers money can buy uh, defending them. And I think that is exactly what they will do again. They will defend themselves vigorously. Uh, but there is a lot of evidence if you believe what was in the football leaks. All these hacked emails, documents. Uh, in the past, Manchester City uh, have said prove to us that these are real emails, that these are real documents. I was going to say, could that how, be how, used, how, just how, to say? Exactly. That, that is one thing that they may well argue, mm. that this is stolen material. How yeah. can you prove that they're actually official Manchester City uh, emails? So that is uh, the kind of thing that the Independent Commission will be getting into. And of course, once it work, its work is done, Manchester City still have the right of appeal. So whatever the Commission decides, uh, they can appeal that decision if they want to. Stay there, Carvey, because I am going to come back to you because exactly as you said, Manchester City have responded and they've responded quite quickly today. Let's cross live to the Etihad and join our reporter, Vinnie O'Connor, who's there for us. So, Vinnie, look, just talk us through that Carvey was saying there. They've released a statement. What did it say? In the statement, Vicky, they've spoken about their shock, really. It really does reflect their shock and surprise at the charges, but also what it... In the statement, they say Manchester City FC is surprised by the issuing of these alleged breaches of the Premier League rules, particularly given the extensive engagement and vast amount of detailed materials that the EPL has been provided with. The club welcomes the review of this matter by an independent commission to impartially consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable evidence that exists in support of its position. As such, we look forward to this matter being put to rest once and for all. As regards the anger that they're feeling, well, what we're hearing is part of that is due to the fact that a telephone call was taking place between the club and the Premier League this morning, and that was the first inkling that the club had as regards the Premier League's stance on this. And, there is a feeling that journalists have been briefed beforehand and rather than Manchester City being given advance notice of what was to come. On top of that, we also hear that, they, that there's note being taken of the timing of, this, uh, of these alleged breaches as well. Um, everyone knows at the moment and certainly that there's a white paper due which could end up with the independent regulation of football. There is a feeling around the club that perhaps this is a bit of political manoeuvring on the Premier League's side, that, uh, that they can keep their own house in order. And, and that's where perhaps the timing of this announcement comes from as well. On top of that, of course, what they do welcome, it seems, is the fact that there is no time bar. When you, and 
Carve spoke about it a few moments ago. When you look at the situation regarding the process the club went through with regards to UEFA and the court of arbitration for, for sport, there was a five-year time bar on that. There is no time bar at this point, so it can go all the way back to 2009. And Manchester City believe that gives them the opportunity to prove no wrongdoing in all of that time scale. So on top of that, of course, just remember, you look at the situation as regards Pep Guardiola and his future. We've seen a change in the bookies betting at the moment. And now uh, third in the bookies list, it seems, as regards the next manager to possibly leave his post. But remember what he said back in May 2022. Uh, he spoke about the situation and asking the club for details. He says, when they are accused of something, I ask them, tell me about that. They explain and I believe them. I said to them, if you lie to me, the day after I am not here, I will be out and I will not be your friend anymore. I put my faith in you because I believe you 100% from day one and I defend the club because of that. He defends the club and the club are ready to defend themselves as well. Connor, thank you so much for bringing us up to date with the Manchester City side. Look, now we're also joined, as you can see, by the author and academic Kieran Maguire, who specialises in the financial side of football. He's going to join me and Carve now. So good afternoon to you, Kieran. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who may feel a little bit lost in the detail of all the rules and regulations, and there are plenty of them, why are these charges important, do you feel? Well, the, the Premier League does have a system of financial fair play uh, and all the clubs are supposed to oblige with it. And, and that's to limit one club trying to buy success um, at the detriment of others. So it's there in theory to provide some form of competitive balance. If, uh, if a club is uh, guilty of overstating revenue or um, understating costs, then it could be it could be that the club would have breached financial fair play and, and would have achieved success um, by, by by incurring losses which are in excess of the allowed limits. So I think that's that's forming the crux of the Premier League accusations. Um, and then uh, the fact that it's taken four years for this to to come to fruition it is due in the opinion of the Premier League that Manchester City have been using delaying tactics to uh, reduce the speed at which the uh, the, the investigations. Have taken place. Look, the FA specify a number of different rules. What, what's the purpose behind those rules then, Kieran? Well, I think the main difference is uh, between the Premier League and UEFA in, in particular is, is that UEFA have a statute of limitations which limits the, the availability of evidence for five years. Um, the Premier League does not have that. The UEFA has rules with regards to where, where evidence comes from um, and it can't come from illegal sources. If you take a look at the, the Premier League handbook, and, and I wouldn't recommend it, uh, you know, it, it, it is a very detailed document. The Premier League specifically states that the source of data, the source of evidence, um, is, is an irrelevance as far as they are concerned. Although I think this may form part of Manchester City's defence that some of, the, some of the evidence which is going to be provided by the Premier League has come from A, inappropriate sources, and, and B, therefore that, that means that there's a lack of credibility of that evidence. Kieran, do you, do you think this uh, situation would have come about if it hadn't been for the work of a uh, young Portuguese hacker and the football leaks? No, I, I, because I, I suspect that some of the evidence which is going to be um, put forward by the Premier League to the Independent Commission ultimately has come from the, the football leaks and Desh Beagle and the Portuguese hacker um, because that was quite comprehensive. It covered a number of clubs across the whole of Europe. Um, and it, it, it was 
was part of the overall strategy, I think, of the Premier League in gathering together evidence, especially when they feel that evidence couldn't be necessarily obtained from, from the football club itself. Look, just in terms of this whole situation, Kieran, I know, know we're running out of time with you for sure, but if these charges are proven, and obviously we must stress that Manchester City are denying everything at the moment and saying they're very surprised by what they've been alleged to have done, could other clubs think that they've also kind of got a claim in terms of how far could this potentially go in terms of the ramifications? Well, if, if you talk to lawyers, they say it would be, I think, difficult for another club to say that they lost a, a title or they lost, probably more importantly, access to the Champions League and the rewards that that brings. But we, that there was talk, remember, just 12 months ago about both Burnley and Leeds potentially putting in a claim against Everton. Uh, with regards to their financial uh, scenario, uh, but although that, that that was never crystallised, so I think everybody's going to be watching this with a, with a huge amount of interest. And once the independent commission makes a judgment, things will move on from there. Kieran, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Carve. Look, um, I just want to sort of talk a little bit more in detail about what we just covered there with Kieran. I mean. <laughs> In terms of where you think this could go, I mean, I, I know I'm kind of asking you to sort of talk about something that you may not, you know, you've got to sort of look into the future, but where do you think it could go? Could it go as far as other clubs saying, hang on a minute, you won the title that year and this is unfair? And could we see a whole situation on our hands that really no, I, I, no I one don't. I, I don't think it will go back that far. Okay. We, we, have, uh, we have a precedent for this. Uh, because of what happened with Manchester City and UEFA when they were accused of breaking UEFA's financial fair yeah. play rules. They were found guilty of breaking those rules. Uh, they went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Uh, they had their punishment partially overturned, especially the most important part of it as far as they were concerned, which was a two-year ban from uh, European competition. Mm. Uh, so looking at what they did in the past and the vigorous defence that they put up, uh, I suspect that is exactly what they're going to do this time. They will... Uh, defend themselves vigorously in front of the independent commission and I think even if the decision goes against them at the independent commission they will use their right of appeal mm -hmm. uh, because this is such a serious matter uh, and it, it is unprecedented you know to, to have the most successful club uh, in England of recent times being accused of breaking the Premier League's rules over a period of uh, 15 years you know, a lot of people never thought they would see the day when the Premier League would actually have the courage to go ahead uh, and charge Manchester City on such a scale. And I'd also make the point that quite a lot of journalists, reporters, have done a lot of work digging into this story over a number of years. Mm. And uh, they've had to put up with a lot of abuse on social media uh, from certain people about the work that they have uh, been doing. So, you know, a lot of them deserve credit for, for the work that they have been doing. That's not to say that this is going to end up with Manchester City being found guilty of anything, but none of this would have come to light if it hadn't been for the work of, I think, a young Portuguese hacker and also the work of a lot of journalists across Europe. I mean, again, we're going to stress that, that, that Manchester City certainly say they've done nothing wrong at the moment. In their defence, are financial fair play rules a little bit 
difficult to kind of read because we've got a situation here, certainly with Chelsea at the moment, and they may well, have... You might mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think we've got to be fair in terms of what they've just done in the January transfer window, that £323 million pounds they spent. But in a creative way, shall we say, in terms of longevity of uh, contracts and so on and so forth. So could Manchester City be in a situation where they think, hang on a minute, we stuck by what the rules were because these are the rules as we saw them. Could there be a potential? Well, look, I think the thing about financial fair play is it's very complicated. Yeah. A lot of people think it's unenforceable. Um, a lot of people think that when you're found guilty of breaking the rules, not much happens. You get a little slap on the wrist, you might get a fine. Uh, but basically, financial fair play rules are there to try and ensure that there is fair competition and also to try and make sure that clubs don't go out of business. Premier yeah. League clubs, uh, as far as the Premier League rules are them, concerned. them, right? Yeah. And yep. so, so the rules are basically you can only spend what you earn. Yes. But if you're a club who wants to become one of the biggest clubs in the world quickly and you want to spend a lot of money, how can you get round those rules? And the Premier League's... Uh, financial fair play rules are basically that you can lose up to, I think it is, £105 million over a three-year rolling period. You can lose it. That yeah, would be... so, so, so you, can, you can only lose yeah. about £30 million okay. a year. Right. So how can you get round these rules? Well, you can, if you, you know, if you want to try your luck, you can try and hide how much you are spending. You could also try and inflate how much you're earning and people say that is what some clubs have done in the past that is what they've been doing that's why they've been able to mm -hmm. get so big as far as Chelsea are concerned uh, I, I would be very cautious about jumping to any conclusions uh, because Chelsea believe that they're complying with financial fair play rules and you also have to bear in mind that Chelsea weren't allowed to spend money for two transfer windows they were under a FIFA transfer embargo uh, they almost went out of business a matter of months ago you know it wasn't that long ago that they couldn't afford to fly to away games yeah, and there were questions about whether they'd even be able to uh, pay for a coach to take them to a game at St James's Park mm -hmm. so I think their owners feel that they've needed to spend a lot of money because they've fallen behind some of their competitors and their owners will tell you that they uh, believe that they are going to be within the financial fair play rules when they have to uh, report their accounts to the Premier League and UEFA. Just finally, Carvey, that was a very strong statement that we saw <clears> then from Pep Guardiola. It was May 2022. He backs them 100%, but he also says, if you're telling me a lie, I'm out of here. I mean, this is not the news that Manchester City fans are going to want to wake up to after having lost yesterday against Tottenham. And then this is, you know, this, this could ha have ramifications on the pitch as well, couldn't it, for City fans? I don't, think I'll have, I don't think I'll have ramifications in the short term. Again, if you look back to what happened when Manchester City were being investigated by UEFA and when they went to the court of arbitration for sport, uh, Pep Guardiola did his job. He focused on football. Manchester City won a lot of games. They won a lot of trophies. Mm. And on the day when the Cass verdict came out, there's actually a famous picture of him. Uh, I think he was watching Sky Sports News. And... <laughs> he and some of the people close to him took a selfie with Sky Sports News behind them with the news breaking news that Manchester City had been cleared by Cass. Okay. So on that day mm -hmm. when that verdict came through from Cass he felt vindicated and he felt that he had been totally right to put his faith in the people he works with. Okay. So my assumption is that going forward 
he, behind the scenes, of course, he's going to be asking questions. He knows a lot more than we do about what's going on at Manchester City. But if he does what he did last time, I think he will say, I have full faith in my employers. They're dealing with this. I'm dealing with the football side of the business. Wait until the verdict comes out before you jump to any conclusions. Good advice for City fans watching right now. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much indeed, Carvey.